guys. Welcome back on the podcast. Um, it has been so long, like very, very long since we last talked. Um, I did not even actually check how long it's been because, you know, it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> um, not really embarrassing because I was just busy doing some other stuff, uh, important stuff. But um, yeah, still, it's been a while. Um, it's great to be back. Uh, honestly, I was just too busy with really just, you know, getting through this whole COVID um time and just yeah making sure the business had everything it needed uh but yeah um I'm, I'm super happy to say that uh it finally feels like holy belly from before um and and we were staffed with the same numbers that we were before covid and we're busy in the same way that we were before covid so yeah i'm very thankful for that uh it's been a long long stretch but yeah i mean um we, we, I think, I believe, uh, knock on wood, that, we, uh, that we're making it through. Uh, but yeah, it left very, very little time for this podcast, which, you know, saddened me because I really enjoyed doing it uh, and I had this great routine going on. Every Thursday, I would go up to uh, the studio uh, and record it uh, with World Radio Paris that was lending me the equipment and doing all the post-production for me. So it was very easy every Thursday was kind of a routine, you know, I would go there and uh, have a guest lined up and, and do this, and then they would take over everything for me, and then I would just upload it. Uh, so, yeah, we had this we had this good thing going, and then with COVID, it kind of all stopped, obviously. Uh, but now I'm back, and uh, also, if you want to be optimistic, which I always try to be, um, it, it kind of allowed me and forced me to be a bit more independent with my recording. So I bought this really cool piece of kit, uh, from Rode, Rode Microphone, uh, which is Australian, which I didn't know, which is kind of cool. Uh, and they have created something called the Rodecaster Pro. Um, by the way, I'm not at all sponsored by those guys. I just think it's a really cool piece of equipment. Um, and yeah, I, I just kind of stumble upon it. And uh, what it is, it's just it's 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 very simple looking. It's just this really cool little studio uh, equipment device that you can carry around and you can plug in. Uh, up to four microphones and headphones, and what is really cool, and especially it's going to be very handy with uh, that restaurant that restaurant thing podcast. Uh, I haven't said it in so long. Uh, is that you can really through Bluetooth you can hook up your phone to uh, the recorder, and then you can call people, and then it just comes straight in the recorder. So anyway, it's 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 really well thought out, and it's perfect for what I'm trying to do here. So uh, yeah. You know, definitely hats off to um, to those guys at Rode. And the mic also I'm using right now is uh, uh, is also from Rode and sounds great. So I'm really excited because that will allow me to record a podcast whenever I feel like it. And if you work in this industry and if you have a restaurant, which you probably do because it is, you know, definitely a podcast for restaurant owners. If you listen to this and you don't have a restaurant, well, good, good for you. But, um, you know, what are you doing here? <laughs> but, yeah, if you own a restaurant, um, flexibility is really at the core of everything. So, yeah, having this new equipment, uh, I was a little hesitant spending the money on it, but I feel like if this podcast is to go anywhere, I just, I needed that, that flexibility. No other word comes to mind. Just needed to be able to do this whenever I felt like it. So anyway, it's good to be back. It's good to have this new equipment back. It's good to, um, yeah, be talking to you guys again. And uh, also what was really cool, if you want to uh, talk about silver linings of the whole COVID thing, is that uh, people missed the podcast. I was actually getting quite often uh, messages of like, hey, when are you doing a new one? And, you know, just caught up with the whole 10 episodes. And, yeah, can't wait for the new episode. Are you going to do more? 
Um, so yeah, it was it was cool to see that uh, it left a bit of a gap for for some people. Not a huge community. I'm not going to pretend that we're bigger than we are. Uh, there's I don't know many maybe 500 people listening to each episode, which is cool. You know, half a thousand people is is not bad. Uh, and we're just getting started. And I believe with this new equipment, we're also going to be making more content. And hence, maybe uh, build a bigger community of restaurant owners, um, hospitality workers, and wannabe restaurant owners as well. And the whole goal, I'm, I'm just doing this very long intro. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about it, I guess, soon. But um, it feels like it's a new season also. You know, they always do the season recap before the new the new season starts. Um, so if you're just showing up, if this is your first episode, uh, or as a bit of a refresher to anyone else, I started this because I co-own with uh, my partner, Sarah. We co-own two restaurants in Paris. And I feel like we always have questions, uh, questions that we try to answer the best way possible. And also because we've been doing this for actually tomorrow uh, is going to be our eighth anniversary. We've been open for eight years. So uh, I think because we've been in this game for so long, because eight years is not bad for a restaurant, you know, uh, people come to us with questions. So based on that uh, realization of, you know, this is a complex business, there's always things you need to understand better, things you need to improve on. I thought this podcast would be a great way to invite some friends over and, and just, you know, talk about what we do and what it's like to own a restaurant and run a restaurant. Really, you know, I'm not a journalist I'm not a podcaster by trade. I, I'm i just a guy who owns a couple of restaurants. And uh, this is a very down-to-earth, uh, messy, just really organic uh, approach to what it is to own a business. So if you have one or if you're thinking of having a business, a restaurant, this, I think, is a valuable, valuable use of your time because you might be able to pick up a thing or two um, and also, I don't prep any of this. We, I don't have a, a safety net. Um, I, I just know who I'm going to be talking to. And uh, maybe I'll do a bit of research beforehand. But most times I know these people from before. So I don't prep anything. So this is kind of cool because um, it's very live. So anything could go. I don't edit as well because I don't have the time to edit. So I press the record button and then whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to go and you know tinker with it too much. This is why I like the roadcaster so much also because uh, I'm able to just play my little intro music and phone my guest and all within the the mixer so I don't have to use a, a you know a, a software afterwards. So anyway, just so you know, everything that's happening is happening live and if we stuff up, we stuff up, you know, and it's kind of the same thing with the restaurant service. You know, you open your doors and then you're live. You can't be like, oh, you know, can, can we redo this? That didn't go so well, you know, you open your doors and the first customers come in and then you just go until you reach the end of service. So in many aspects, this podcast is uh, very much like a restaurant service. Uh, and let's hope we don't drop any plates today. Um, it's 11.29 Paris time. Paris, I'm recording from home today. Uh, 11.29 and we are calling a, a, a special guest. They're all special, but this one is really cool. Um, his name is Jack. I don't want to butcher his last name, but I think it's Bellarani. We'll ask him. He's Italian. We're going to call, this is the amazingness of all this technology. We're going to call him. He's based in Verona in Italy, 
Um, and it's, this is the first guest that I don't know personally. Uh, every other guest that I've talked to before were friends, close friends, people that I've, I've known for a long time. Um, but I just feel the need to kind of branch out, reach out a bit further. Um, and, and Jack and I have been uh, talking on Instagram a fair bit uh, through before COVID, I believe, and through COVID. And I think we have very similar approach to what it's like to own a restaurant. And I, I really enjoy what he's doing with uh, his restaurant, his team. Uh, also, um, he's really good at branding, uh, I think. And uh, yeah, so he owns the restaurant Buns uh, in Verona, Italy. And we're going to call him right now. So this is the first time I'm going to be placing a call from... Uh, this is literally my phone, my iPhone calling. And we should be picking up the audio feed through the Roadcaster uh, Pro. Let's see if this was worth it. So 11.30, we said 11.30, I'm calling. Let's go. Okay, it's calling. This is very live. I could play a little music in the meantime. Oh, wow, so cool. So professional. It's calling, it's calling. Hey, Jack. Here we go. Here we go, brother. Can you hear me? It's finally happening. (laughs) I know. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. You're right. Can you I hear can me? I hear you very well. It's the yeah. first time I'm using this equipment. I, I just bought this whole thing and you're I'm calling yeah. you with my that's phone. Ready to, but is it working? Yeah, that's right on Instagram. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Awesome. And well, welcome on the show. I'm super, super pumped to have you here with us. Uh, I was, I'm really, really happy. At- <laughs> I'm glad, man. I, before we before we called you, I was explaining to whoever's going to listen to this about buns, about where you're based, about what you do, about the fact also that you're my first guest that I don't actually know. This is the first time that you and I actually yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of cool. It's the first time. We've been talking like on Instagram since like, uh, I think three years, since 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Two, three years. Uh, but it's the first time. And actually, we've got some exchange of, you know, uh, our t-shirts and, uh, and uh, our merchandise and all. But it's the first time actually that we talk. And, and it's pretty amazing, I think. Yeah, I'm super happy, man. I'm super, super happy. And um, as, a, you know, as for an intro, I was, I was telling the guys that... Um, I, I, we don't know each other, but um, I've been watching what you do, and I think we, you and I have a very similar approach to uh, what it's like to have a restaurant, what it's like to run a restaurant. I see what you do with your team. I see the way you sure. use Instagram in a, in a good, genuine way, uh, and we just kind of connected, even though we're not physically in the same country. Uh, every time we talk, I, I was like, this guy gets it, and I think we operate in the same <laughs> way. So I'm really, really same happy here, to talk to here. you. Cool, man. Um, I don't have any questions for you, really. I'm, we're just going to do this very simply. Um, yeah. If, if you can, maybe uh, first, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Ballarini. Oh, Ballarini. Okay, okay, cool. I like, I, Ballarini, yeah. <laughs> I, I might have butchered it just before. I, I, I tried to say your name before. I think I got it wrong, but uh, cool, great. And um, so, Just Jack is cool. <laughs> Jack is cool, yeah, I like it. Um, so maybe just give us a bit of background. Uh, very simple stuff, like who are you, um, what do you do, where do you do it, that kind of stuff, just so we you know lay out a bit of background. Perfect. So I'm Jack, I'm 32, I'm from Verona. And uh, since like 2014, I'm the founder and co-owner of Bunch, which is like a, a burger joint, a contemporary burger joint. So uh, we develop our business uh, based on everything we like and 
uh, we come, me and my partners, we come from different fields. I was a video maker, I was a photographer. I studied journalism at the university, and in 2014, we got this thing going on that we kept on having uh, dinner together at my place. And this was a dinner where I made burgers, and uh, there was something there. And uh, my partners uh, that are into the uh, streetwear business, uh, they they found this place where we are right now, and they saw an opportunity there, and they share it with and, and they share it with me, and we decided to do it. So it's like seven and a half years right now, and Bans is still here, still doing our stuff and evolving every year. So this is one of the things that uh, maybe we have in common, so that we are never. Uh, you know, calm and sit on our on our desk, um, seeing the, the business uh, flowing without um, any new things coming. We kept on inventing things and uh, inventing collaboration and, and everything. And uh, for example, we love so much uh, merchandise, and so we uh, kept uh, pushing that that thing uh, a lot. But uh, also with our menu, we are constantly evolving, and that's the thing that uh, maybe is our main main thing. That the fact that we are never, um, you know, um, like uh, calmed down. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, it's you're right. I mean, you know, it's um, I can see that from 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 what you post on Instagram. You've got you've got your base business, but you're all, also always trying to do more. And and yeah, you've always got new stuff coming. You change the burgers all the time. Um, very cool. As you were talking, I was listening. I'm, I'm trying to like touch back on some stuff you said. Um, I didn't know that you opened in 2013. We opened the same year, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that was the case. So uh, old business, <laughs> by, by my standards, you guys have been around for a long time. And um, yeah. you also come from a different background. I, I studied something very different as well, and uh, I always saw that as a strength. You know, I, I, Part of me was, I was yeah. a little embarrassed that I didn't come from the industry. I, part of me wanted to have started doing this when I was 15 and, and, and just really, you know, I, I, there was always a little bit of, yeah, I was a bit embarrassed about it. But I think gr- kind of growing up as an owner and growing up in this industry uh, later on, I realized that coming from a different background was actually super valuable. And I, I, now that you yeah. mentioned that yeah, you yeah, yeah. come okay. from this background, I can see that transpire through everything you do with buns. It's so sleek but not sleek in a in a commercial boring way everything you do is neat and i can tell that you've got this you know you've got this eye for stuff that maybe if you had been working in a burger joints when you were 14 and kind of just rolled that out until you were 32 and and um, having your own business would have been very different i think what do you think about that coming from a coming from a different background well i uh, i think that uh well the fact that uh, we are not born in the in the business uh, doesn't mean that we are not like passionate about what we're doing. And the first, is, the first is that uh, passion is the the first thing that uh, that brought us uh, from what we were doing before to what we are doing now. Right. So the thing is that this uh, the main thing is that we are we got this huge passion, and we are not uh, we were not born in the in the, the restaurant business. So I, I'm not criticizing the people that uh, were born there, but they 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 had a good luck. But maybe they develop their own business, uh, even if they are young now, uh, basing everything on what they learned from someone who were before in the business. Yes. Uh, in the other way, we develop our own vision, our own uh, like uh, interpretation of this business. And maybe uh, this is something that is valuable for the old business because 
we are bringing something new, something different, something fresh. Yes, and yes. I think that the first thing that uh, we are trying to change, and uh, I'm speaking uh, also uh, for all the young, uh, uh, like uh, restaurant owners of the let's call it uh, contemporary cuisine. Uh, so there's not only burgers or uh, breakfast or lunch, but it's everything. Uh, the first thing that we try to change is the approach to the people that work with us. So the first, the, the first thing is uh, we're trying to uh, change the approach that uh, a restaurant owner has to uh, with the people that work for him, I think. And You, you mean like that, the, the, that, the relation you've got with your staff, the way you... Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah, re yeah. reinvent? That's something that I'm trying to do as well. Kind of organically, never really thought about it. But um, I think there's a there's a bit of a figure around the boss. You know, everybody likes. Yeah. Or, not not necessarily likes, but everybody identifies this very classic construction of the boss, and then everyone underneath. And it sounds like some startup bullshit, but actually working alongside your people instead of just on top of them, I think it's such a better way to do it. But it's funny because um, we had a bit of a turnover in staff recently post-COVID and I had to hire four new people, something that I wouldn't usually never do. It's it, it's kind of dangerous to also dilute your staff with so many new people uh, because that kind of sure. affects your DNA a little bit. You know, you got to make sure that that DNA that, you, uh, that you've built is going to be passed on uh, to, the, to the new guys. And that's easy to do if you've got, you know, 20 old People by old, I mean people that have been with the business for a year plus, and then you you, you inject a new person, then you're safe. You know that person's going to be taken care of. That's this, right. You know, but right now, we, yeah, we have four people starting, and you can tell that they very much see me as the boss. And I had forgotten that yeah. feeling, you know, because all the people that work at Hollybelly have been with us for a long time, and so they get it, you know. But the, those new people, it was, it was interesting to see myself through their eyes because, yeah, there's really that distance. And so now the work is to stay professional, obviously, and there's definitely, we work in here. So obviously, yeah. yes, it is my restaurant, and I do call the shots. But yeah, I think that's something you try to do as well. I see you guys going out for food, for drinks. We uh, got- yeah. We are, we are the same year uh, during the post-COVID, the, the, the first month uh, post-COVID. And same thing happened to us. Uh, we had to our new staff, uh, new guys that uh, would, would never, uh, uh, we are never used to have uh, new staff because uh, we, we've been working with people that are with us, I think, like in five years, six wow. years. So it's, uh, it, it's part of, uh, it, it's really a family. We work together every day. We are like 10 people. So. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's very good amount of people to work with uh, and to get connected. We are actually a big big family, but uh, we have to um, uh, hire something someone new. And it's it, uh, for example, we got Andrea, which is like a, a young guy. He, he was born in two thousand. So it's, yes, <laughs> it's, yes, uh, yes, yes. I see. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so funny you talk about this. I've seen that. I'll let you finish, but I've seen that too. Like I feel old. I'm thirty five. And now I've got people yeah, yeah, working yeah. for me that I'm 20, you know, and yeah, you can, yeah, that yeah. age gap, 15 years is a lot, you know, and yeah, that, that, that's, you know, makes me wonder about a lot of things, you know, what, what is it going to be like when I'm going to be 40, you know, I want to still be relevant. So yeah, please yeah. go on. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it's cool because Andrea is like a, a very young, it's like, uh, uh, but he's very passionate about the burger world and uh, he, when he got his day off from work he, with his friends at home, he tried to do recipe and everything. And it's in the floor stuff, not in the kitchen stuff, but he got this 
a huge passion. So he comes here. He, he wants to be here when we do our test in the kitchen. Also, uh, and it, it's good because uh, uh, in the first like few weeks, he, he saw me like uh, the, the uh, boss that he could not like talk much and and everything. But uh, in uh, like a month, uh, a month and a half, it was like pretty. Um, uh, I, I don't know how to say, but it was like. Uh, uh, the, the situation went, went down and we, we connected on uh, different levels because he's so passionate. So we found uh, a lot of uh, touching points. Right. And so what do you like? Uh, yeah. When you, when you hire someone, like, do you do the interviews yourself or do you do with the team or what's your hiring process? Very. So we do these podcasts for people that have a business or people that want to have a business. Um, yeah. With, you know, or most specifically restaurants. Um, tell us about how, how do you hire people? How do you find them? How do you hire them? What makes you tick? What makes you go, oh, oh red flag, can't hire that person? Uh, talk us a bit about that. Well, the fact is that uh, when I need to hire someone, uh, I usually uh, connect uh, immediately to my community, so on Instagram, and put out there uh, some announcement that I'm looking for someone for the kitchen or for the floor stuff. And I have a pretty good uh, community because uh, they're very active, very connected to uh, the the voice spread out um, very fast. And usually, I get a lot of uh, TV in, in like in the first like three four days. I get like a uh, twenty three uh, uh, resumes. That's awesome. Um, Would you say that's because yeah, you, your uh, business has a good reputation as well? Like, do you, do you are you known to be a good place to work out? I, yeah, I, I think so. The, the first, the first, the thing is that uh, we um, we are um, we are, we have a pretty good place to work, and I think that uh, you can see it, uh, from from outside looking at uh, yes on our Instagram page, but also it's something that you can uh, you can see also coming here and eating here at our tables. We are always joking, always nice you're always smiling so it's something that has a meaning so um a lot of people know that we are a good place to work that we are friendly and so i think that's one of the main things why people keep uh on trying to go to come here and to work for me yeah uh and to to be part of the family that that that's the main, the main thing that's very interesting uh, do you find sometimes yeah. that people and, because I, I have a question for you really quickly um, we're the same, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. I think now it's well known that we do things a certain way and that attracts people, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah. sometimes it can create also something a little weird where like people know you from your Instagram, your stories, they come even, they enjoy the experience. They have a really good moment. Like they spend that, they, they have a good time with you and then a, a job opens and then they apply and they tell you, Hey, been following the Instagram forever. I'm a good customer. I want to work with you guys. Let's go. And so originally I was like, hey, this is cool. Like this is someone who gets it, you know, and, and, and it should be super easy. Like, you know, plug and play. Let's go. These, these people know the house inside out already. Um, but have you have you found that sometimes people that follow you really enjoy the business come and enjoy your burgers. But then when they start working, um, I don't know how to say this, but sometimes, you know, it, it is still a tough business and it's, it's still hospitality in the sense that, when you experience it as a customer and when you're the one creating the experience, those are two very different things. Have you had people that were disappointed yeah, or yeah. surprised at least that the behind the scenes were not exactly what they expected because their expectation was false to begin with? 
Well, the fact is that uh, looking at uh, an Instagram page of a of a of a cool brand uh, makes you think that uh, everything is funny, everything is yeah. uh, easy, everything is. Uh, but our work is tough. Yeah, man. It's very very tough. A long hours working. Uh, you have to be uh, always, uh, you know. Uh, focused on the customer. For, if you work on the floor, for example, you, know, you, you have to be. You're maybe you got the house full with seventy people. I don't know, and you need to to be focused on everyone, everyone's needs, everyone's uh, uh, tastes in food, yeah. and you have to be fast. So you have to be keen on everything. Uh, the thing is that uh, we are not a business that our business is not easy. It's a hardworking business, and I think that uh, maybe because uh, of uh, these uh, enormous uh, uh, cooking programs on the TV yeah. and TV shows and everything, uh, maybe people are thinking that it's uh, easy. It's uh, always uh, always fun, but it's not. Yeah, true. It's, um, Agree. Uh, working, hosting uh, well, um, every night, like 70 people, 80 people, 100 people, 200 people, uh, it, it's difficult. But uh, the thing is that if you're bored to do that, uh, you discover it very quickly. And uh, in the same way, you discover very quickly if you're not bored to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Do you, do you work every single service still? Like after seven plus years, do you... Every time the restaurant is open, are you there or have you kind of moved on into like... No, a, no, no, no. Yeah. Tell us not, about that. Not, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, this is one of my recipes to uh, a good, to keeping up a good brand uh, yeah. and a good business. Yeah. I, I'm not working in front of the house every night or yeah. in the kitchen, but i working uh, like uh, in the morning during the day. Uh, and I'm uh, making sure that everything is going the right way. I'm yeah. organizing everything. I'm uh, keeping uh, keeping the. I'm, I'm making the, the brand grow, uh, but I'm not doing uh, every night uh, my shift at the restaurant because it's not like uh, this is how you uh, like uh, lost. This is how you lose. Um, I don't know. This is how your your brand, your brand doesn't grow. Yeah, it's let's uh, let's pause yeah. on that for a moment because that's very interesting. I think that there's a misconception. I'm sorry for my English. I'm no, your English is great, man. I'm, I've been, <laughs> I haven't spoken English in so long. All we have for the longest time, we have had so many French customers lately, and uh, yeah, my English is rusty as well. Don't worry about it, man. It's, it's really good. Um, no, I was gonna say, I think there's a misconception about the fact that. You have to, if you care, or if you're a good owner, or if you're a hard worker, you have to be at work, or at you least have to be work, there. You have to be yeah. there every day, which is true. You have to be there all the time. But I don't think if you want to maintain to a certain point, if you want to make your business better, you have to start working on the business, not within the business. Yeah. You know, you need to take that distance and like look at it from an external point of view. If you're running plates all day, or if you're taking orders, or if you're doing the dishes, or if you're really actively part of service, which is great, um, you won't be able to have Let that me tell time. You this. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Let me tell you this. Uh, three years ago was the, I call it the, the great revolution of my business. Of because <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm interested. That's spent, interesting. Tell me. <laughs> I spent the, the first, like, uh, four and a half, five years 
working every day, like uh, 13, 14 hours a day, uh, bringing plates to the customers, uh, cooking, uh, doing everything I need to make the uh, Instagram account and so the branding grows and making mer- merchandise and everything. And I was doing it all by myself because I thought that my vision was the only vision that, uh, and my vision was the, the right vision. Uh, three, three years ago, I was like exhausted and, and I was, uh, I was just, uh, been publishing my book, which is called, uh, Burger Perfect, which means the perfect burger. And it's a, it's a book that, uh, spread, uh, all around Italy. It was a, a big, a big thing. But uh, at the end of that, uh, of that, pro- of that process, when the book, uh, came out, uh, 2018, I was, uh, pretty much, I was pretty much devastated by it because I have been working like, like crazy. And I've been trying to do all by myself for a long, long time. Yeah. And I, at that moment, uh, which was supposed to be the happiest moment because I was just publishing my book and everything, and it was all around Italy, and I was getting interviewed and getting, you know, uh, recognized for my work. It was the lowest point of my career. And at that point, I stopped and I asked for help. And so I, I went to, uh, I, I don't know if you call it the psychologist. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Okay. So uh, you went I to was, see someone? Uh, I, uh, yeah, sure. I asked from for help because it's the most important thing you can do to yourself. And I, I stopped and I realized that uh, I wasn't doing something good for me or mm. for my business. And so a few months later, I I took like the best decision ever. I took a great man in uh, manager of the floor for Bans, which is Federico. With the blonde hair? And, uh, yeah, it's it, it, great. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, young, but he has great hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, next world, great hair. Uh, he, and he became like my uh, uh, my half in business, and right. he, 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 he he took care of everything that was uh, daily and uh, and uh, the little things that uh, took you so so much time, uh, and that took you apart from doing what you really need to do which is taking care of the business and the growth of the business yeah and uh, yourself. I never wanted to be yeah and yourself so I uh, I started to take time for my family and to enjoy the time with my girlfriend and to uh, enjoy the time where I wasn't at work yeah uh, do you uh, find that hard that to is, do you it's super interesting uh, so much to talk about but yeah that big revolution you're talking about happened to yeah. Sarah and I as well. For us, it wasn't so much a burnout. We were burnt out, but I don't think we were <laughs> as smart as you were in the sense too. We didn't identify that we were burnt sure. out. We just kept pushing and pushing. And our big revolution for us was when Sarah got pregnant. And so when we had our yeah. son, it was like, it was like, oh, every, the whole table turned. You know, it was like, well, we have this, this oh, yeah. baby now and we just opened a second restaurant we went from a staff of seven to a staff of 25 plus. And it was a lot, you know, but because Louis was around, it forced us to rethink the way we were doing things. Because before we were always just forcing things. Like if, if there was a problem, just apply a lot of work to it and I'll be fine. You know, we a staff is missing yeah. or something's wrong. Just work harder, work more. It'll be fine. You can always compensate with more work and that's fine. You know, you just get exhausted. But when, when Louis arrived um 
It was like, you can't do that anymore because there's this third person that needs to be taken, you know, cared for. And so our, I find a lot of what you're saying happened to us as well. There was definitely a, a cutting point, a turning point where we were like, hey, we've been doing this really, really hardcore for many years and we made this business healthy and stable and growing. But what we're doing is not sustainable. For you, it, it came in the way of a burnout. You were at the peak. You had the book. You had the interviews. The restaurant was good, but you were burnt out. And so for us, we were also doing really good and picked up a lot of steam, a lot of speed. But yeah, Louis arriving was like, we got to rethink the way we're doing things. And you say this was the best decision you ever taken. And I feel the same. You know, for we were really bad at delegating. We were doing everything ourselves. you know. And I think that can also be a little maddening for the staff because you don't give them any room you know you everything you do yeah. yourself or you know you don't give them any any air really and so for you it was it was that burnout for us it was louis we were we just gave space to people and a bit of room to move in and we kind of and you us, know what I, I, yeah go for it and, and, you know, and you know what i think that uh the fact that we successfully did this like a uh, shift in what uh, in how we were doing stuff it's because we were not born in this industry. Right. <laughs> because uh, our industry in that sense has a, a, a unique way. And the thing is that you always have to be there, always yes. have to work hard. And, yes. And in fact, the first thing I, uh, the first thing I noticed is that uh, yeah, I, uh, I was at, at a point that uh, I was feeling like uh, bad because uh, uh, maybe there was like a before the revolution a night that I, I was at the restaurant and I was uh, plenty of messages on on iMessage or yeah. WhatsApp. Where, where where were you? You went to the restaurant. You were there because customer were you know. I know uh, they needed to, to see me. They see yes. they, they needed to see me there, but uh, that wasn't the right thing. I uh, and I discovered that when Federico came and Federico took. A, a really good step in like uh, impersonating the brand and yes. in uh, taking the brand where it is now. Oh. So we made like a, um, a together we made uh, two different paths. I uh, he, uh, he put uh, everything he had and his energy in uh, uplifting the uh, the work of the of the, of the floor of the, the floor staff and the organization there, and I pushed so much. Uh, uh, the brand and everything we do that is uh, not really uh, directly connected to the restaurant thing, but yes. uh, everything that uh, made it uh, helped made the brand what it is today. So well recognized uh, with a uh, with a I, I don't know with a I think a good uh, image, good uh, feel yeah. by the audience. Well, I found you, you know. So in in a way, that's that's showing that all your work and in making. This restaurant in Verona, Wissoff's Burger, it became more than that because you you because yeah, you make yeah. that time for yourself and because you're good at it. But being good at one thing is that that's one thing. But you need time to you know deploy that talent. So um, yeah, I found you and I connected instantly with what you were putting out. So um, just to going back to what you were saying about people sending you messages about hey, what where are you at? We we had buns like we don't see you. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think people mean to do that in a bad way or make, make you feel bad about it or guilty for not being there. But that's definitely something I've been through because I think you and I 
we're the we're the front of house. I was I mean I was I was front of house. I um, you seem like you were going between both, but like we impersonated our businesses. We built those businesses around our personas. Exactly. And exactly. So people yeah. were coming to see you. People were coming to see me. And we always made sure to make that very personal connection with every customer, which is very taxing, by the way, but also amazing and highly rewarding. But when you take hospitality to that level of, you know, pers- just being that personal with customers, when you remove yourself from the equation, it's a bit of a shock to people. Even if you're you're still around, yeah. but they don't see you. You're in the office. You're you're around. You're running an errand. You're working on a project. You're not technically carrying plates. Um, people will ask questions, and I've been through the same transition. And I was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't turn the notifications on my phone." <laughs> Very unprofessional. Um, oh, let me just take care of that for a minute. Oops, sorry. Uh, I didn't hear anything. Okay, it's just on my end. It just went a couple of beeps. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. I was saying, yeah, it's it's a transition, and you do feel bad, and you're like, shit, I'm not there. People are looking for me, but also, how much of that is ego? You know, some of that is definitely ego. You you know, you 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 feel like you're letting people down, and but you're not. And so, what happens to me happened to you as well when you give that you take a step back, and then that gives space to your staff, and then some of my staff became that. Those personas that people were coming to look for, you know, I, I don't want to yeah. name anyone because they're all very, very involved and, and have, a, have a persona of their own. But I know for a fact that uh, people don't really need to see me anymore. They come to see Luca, they come to see Big John, and they come to see Max or Mathilde or, sure. you know, and, and they're happy to see them. And then they see me, well, it's a bonus. You know, hey, Nico, how are you doing? You know, but it's, it's, <laughs> they don't really look for me anymore. It's transition. But once you, once you've managed to, do that transition, uh, then you become really free and also your staff becomes so much more empowered. So to anyone listening to this, I think that if you're at that stage in your business when you're like, hey, what do I do? You know, I, I can't be there all the time. There's so much I need to do. There's so much more I want to do. Maybe look around in your staff and like identify that person that can help you in the same way uh, that happened for Jack. Uh, you had the answer the whole time. That answer was there with you, working alongside you, and it was just a shift in your in the way you, were, you guys were doing things, and it worked. Talking about that, uh, my uh, my, my the, the best victory I had uh, talking about that is when uh, a lot of customers started saying that uh, bonds. Uh, the owner of Vance was Federico. Yeah, yeah, that too. And that, and then, and that instantly made me free to 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 do what I do best, which is uh, talk about the brand and 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 uh, you know uh, keep on perfecting everything, every aspect of the of this place. Uh, and also, I feel everything everything you said. Same here, man. And also, there's there's another thing that we do, kind of in the same way. You, in your stories, I don't feel like even though everything is really well thought out and clean, like I was saying. Uh, for example, your photos are always super, super beautiful. I don't put that much effort into our photos. I will do everything with my phone, but you always feature the burgers of the moment with like it's. You can tell you put some work into it. But when it comes to your stories, and you're very, very organic in the way that you share and like you don't i mean the way you put yourself in front of the camera and kind of goof around and you don't really you know (laughs) i I feel like you don't really care about what people think or there's no strategy you know i'm I'm always so tired of people telling us about instagram strategy and getting clicks and doing campaigns and i don't think that's how you make a restaurant business successful and 
I it feels so good when I look at the buns feed because it feels like my feed. You know, we just goof around, we just fuck around, and yeah, we yeah, just yeah, yeah. we just excited and passionate about what we do, and we're at work, and we just you know record whatever is happening, but we don't have a strategy. Just you know, it just happens what happens, and I think it's such a stronger if there is a strategy, such a stronger move, a stronger strategy to just be yourself. Uh, and also, people always tell me like I'm I don't know people always. Not shocked, but intrigued by the way we do Instagram. But wouldn't you say that just just being yourself and 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 showing people what you do and what you like is the best way to do it? Yeah, of course. Uh, that that's uh, my approach since day one. Uh, we always uh, uh, try to uh, to create uh, an Instagram feed that is. Uh, this is cool with good pictures because it's something that I love to do. I, I love to take pictures of food. Uh, I love, uh, th that's one of the best things I think I, I do. And, uh, but uh, when it comes to the stories, I always had the feeling that, uh, I could be, uh, extremely real and extremely, uh, connected to the community using the stories. So I, uh, I'm, you know, you know, I talk about everything. I have no filters there. I, uh, I, I can, you know, I can tell the real story that we are, that right. we are living. So, uh, and that maybe is, uh, is why our community is so tightened by, and real. Uh, it, it's so, yeah, it, it's so, uh, so strong yeah. because they rec real recognize real. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. And also how many followers do you have right now on Instagram? I uh, uh, I think like I don't remember nineteen. <laughs> uh, 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 let me check. Yeah, I have a point to make. I'm trying to prove a point here. Hopefully, nineteen point five. Nineteen point five, and you've been in business for seven years. Seven years. All right. Well, we've been in business for eight years, and we have seventy thousand. What I'm trying to say. Those are not big numbers, neither for you or for me. Those, this is a pretty small yeah. number of followers, but because it's yeah. real and because those are real people, yeah. you and, know what I mean? And, we, and the conversion is real. Exactly. And, and you know, you have, you have very beautiful photos. Uh, burgers is something that everyone loves and your account is great. Technically, if you think about it, seven years times the content that you put out, you should have 200,000 followers, 300,000, you know, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. only have 20K. Because yeah. you're real. You don't play games. You yeah. don't do all these bullshit, clickbait, you know, auto followers and yeah. whatnot. I think for me, I actually put a lot of value in accounts that don't have a lot of followers. But because every yeah. single person behind those accounts are real people that are really connected to the business. I don't want to have a million followers <laughs> of people that I don't know. I don't know me, you know. So I, I think this speaks greatly about the way you handle your Instagram and the way we handle ours. I'm, I'm, this is the number I want because I know that behind this number is actual people, you know, and um, I, yeah. I, I take it as a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same because uh, what we talk about, we, we talk about that a lot of because uh, 20K followers is not that much. It's nothing. But the fact that We can, we, we are able to, um, to transform that number in a really, uh, 
deep connection, a really a real connection yeah. to the customers, and that's the main thing we can we, we we do. And I love the fact that every uh, customer, every everyone, uh, when asked to to talk about something, to when asked to, uh, uh, there's a thing I do often that is. Uh, Open like a, a, a question box on yeah. Instagram stories, and so like let's talk about this, let's talk about that, uh, and a lot of things uh, that are part of my business or the vision of my business. Uh, for example, the way I took reservation or, or don't take reservations, it's something that came from a discussion with my customer with the community. Yeah, uh, and we built this. Uh, we call it Burger Lovers Club, Burger Lovers Club, which is the name of our community, and it's something. That uh, I put so much effort in it, but I uh, wanted to put a name uh, and uh, and like a, a, a give a brand to this uh, pretty pretty fair fairly good amount of people yeah. that love what we do and how we do it. And every every time I need to, every time I got the uh, I got something that I'm not sure of. Every time I got an idea that I'm not sure of, or uh, I share it with them. Yeah. And I always have the greatest conversation with my customers. And I spend a lot of time talking with them and listen to what they, what they, their opinion on what they, what, they, uh, what they think about the, the thing that we were talking about. Yeah. And for, for example, the way I took reservation right now, it's something that came from a, a 22 girl from uh, like Piedmont, which is the region of Italy. And uh, it came from a two hours conversation on the, on the, Direct message of Instagram, and uh, I told her that she had really uh, changed the way I look at the business just with a simple uh, but great idea. I mean, yeah, yeah, that that makes so much sense for me. It's a thin line. Yeah. I um, I I will probe the audience for with questions. I like I like what you're saying about you, we don't have all the answers, you know. And I think pretending that we yeah. do would be bad. You know, you have to show people that, hey, you know, this is a complex problem. Either it's bookings or table turnover or, you know, staffing or um, financing or equipment maintenance, you know, all are very complex issues. And you can, there's definitely two ways you can do it. You can do the pretty photos, pretend everything's great, or you can trust people and really show them that, yeah, there's some ups and there's some downs and that's what makes this business so interesting. And I think having this genuine, organic, transparent approach is definitely, definitely the winner. But yeah. on the other sense, um, the other side of the coin is um, I don't, I, I will listen to inputs and ideas, but I don't like, or, you know, I think sometimes I believe that we know better in terms of like what we need to put on the menu and stuff. Um, but sure. I, f- I feel you do it well. But like what I'm saying is that I don't like to see polls. When I see polls on Instagram, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you want to put it on the menu, just put it on the fucking menu. You don't have to ask yeah. for validation yeah, yeah. or you don't have believe to. Believe in yourself. Believe in your ideas. Yeah, because people don't know what they want, you know, until you serve it to them and like, this is delicious. I love this, you know. So I feel like there's definitely a thin line to walk between like keeping things transparent two ways yeah, open yeah, and, yeah. and you know but also at the end of the day you know the the puck kind of stops with us and we're the ones you know kind of driving the business in uh, x y direction and so i will never do a poll i'm always super turned off by people like hey guys we're thinking about doing this like on the menu would you rather have like avocado or salmon i'm like 
well, A and B, terrible options, and, and C, don't ask people what they want. What do you want to do, you know? And I feel like yeah. there's a lot of insecurity, which is fair enough. You know, you start a business, you want to do well, or but you just got to trust yourself at some point. And also the businesses that I... Yeah, you do some you well, do some pretty weird, and I mean that in a most respectful, loving way. You do some interesting burgers in the sense that you put stuff between those buns that not many other people do. And to me, that goes yeah. to prove everything I just said is that you don't really put too much stock into what people like or want. You do something crazy or something creative that you like, that you taste and that you love, and then you serve it. And then you like it, you uh, like it, you know? Yeah. That's the point. What uh, we talk a, a lot about uh, the the relationship with the with the customers and with the community and everything. But uh, we maybe uh, didn't touch the the, the, the maybe the, the the most important point, which is uh, the fact is that uh, we as a brand as a as a business we got a, a huge personality, and this personality uh, is uh, like uh, I can explain that 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 amount of personality because we don't care uh, if if we like something it's going on the menu yeah. if we think that something is strong enough it was on the menu yeah. and the main uh, the main thing is that when we are trying something we're trying a new burger we're trying a new collaboration with a brand uh, if we are 100% sure that this, that thing rocks and rocks so bad uh, we put it on the menu but if <laughs> we're not like if it's, it's 90% we don't put it there we, yeah. we don't put it out yeah yeah So uh, there's a huge amount of personality going on because we are uh, we deeply love what we do. So we don't want to do like uh, things that are good but not as good. But and what we can try, no, we, we're not trying. We we are putting everything, all, all we have in everything. So yeah, uh, we started just... like uh, like four years ago. We got a menu with 21 burgers. And right now we got a menu with eight burgers. Eight burgers. And how many of those burgers are changing? We, is it always the same eight and then like an extra special, or is it? Do they all change? Yeah, we got we got we got the same eight uh, eight burgers in the menu since like two years. And every week you got a new every week or ten days you got a new special. And either way we make the special, or it's cooked by one of the one of the youngest chefs in Italy that want to uh, collaborate with us. So it's. Uh, we, yeah, we changed the idea that we need to demonstrate something that we can do. Uh, we had a bur we, we got this long, long menu with 21 burgers where it was like, uh, <laughs> it was a menu that was saying, uh, I can demonstrate that, that, that I can work with seasonal products and local products and everything. Yeah. But right now we stopped doing that because I think that we don't have to demonstrate Uh, anything to anyone. <laughs> But we, the only the only thing we have to do is to do great burgers. So we got eight burgers that are really, 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 really good that I love. And then we keep on uh, putting out uh, new specials that we make or that we make in collaboration with uh, uh, great chefs yeah. around all Italy. And so that's the the funny thing to do. Let me ask you me. a question, Jack. I was, you know, because you... You have a burger place. You know, it's a burger place. It's established. Yeah. Um, and I know that you love food. I see you go out. You you also really, I feel, it seems that you enjoy, like, fine dining and, and you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello. So my question is, do you ever feel, and that's something that I'm asking for myself, do you ever feel some, some kind of complex of inferiority in the sense that you 
when people are like, hey, what do you do? When you say, well, I have a burger place, do you, how do you feel when you say that? Do you, oh, do you, do you feel a need to justify yourself? Do you feel a need to be like, I have a burger place, but it's really good and we source well and we do everything right? Or because people do jump to conclusion. People will, and I'm talking from experience because we do breakfast, we do lunch, we serve during the day, we don't do night yeah, services. Yeah. And so people always like, oh, pancakes. You know, like, no, it, there's so much more to it than that. You know, it's, it's one thing that we do. We do so much more and we do it so well. So, I'm I'm always yeah I mean I I have a hard time not feeling like I need to justify what we do or who we are and and yeah. I I always feel super 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 upset when people just shortcut straight away oh yeah you have you have a brunch place you do you you do I mean, avocado toast and toast and salmon shit and you know and, yeah. and pancakes yeah. and I always feel the need to like explain that we do so much more that we don't touch those producers that we only work with a season that we source exactly as a traditional restaurant or, or even better than some. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious about your positioning when people are like, Hey, what do you do? Or what kind of restaurant do you have? When you talk to your family, when you talk to your friends, when you talk to people you okay. don't know, when you go to those nice restaurants and like they take a minute to talk with you at the end of service or whatever, what's your approach? Let me be like uh, very clear here. I never, 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 never feel the need to justify that I, uh, I'm the owner of just a burger joint. I am so proud of the work I'm doing here. I, I, I love so much this place and, and I love so much the product that we are making in and, uh, and I'm uh, so proud of the way that, uh, my business developed through the years that I never, I never feel the, the, the need to justify it. Uh, also in front of like Michelin star uh, chefs or restaurant owners. Uh, but do you feel like they do you feel like they roll their eyes a little bit when, when you're like, Oh yeah. No, we're no, no, no. no? Uh, well, uh, not at all because uh, the thing that I, uh, I've been experiences, experiencing in the uh, last few years is that uh, my brand is, pretty well known right now in Italy and uh, um, they know that I do uh, things that are good and I do it in the best way possible but the best thing is that uh, they know and appreciate so much my way of uh, of uh, like uh, the, the way that my business uh, is right 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 <laughs> uh, they 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 appreciate so much my mood my 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 way and so when we when I have the I you said it before I I love so much fine dining and I uh, I, I love to go into restaurants and to experience new food uh, and uh, in those times when I go out and and meet um, uh, young chefs or or restaurant owners I I, I always feel uh, a deep respect for what I do, uh, and that's the best thing that is happening right now. Because I I, I talk so much with, uh, with with chefs that are making they are revolution they're making a huge revolution in the food industry in Italy, and they are changing uh, the rules of uh, of this game right here. And we spend so much time talking and and talking about. Uh, the, the, that, that restaurant thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, 
the thing that I, I, I always say that my, the, my favorite thing in the world is talking about food, uh, cooking with my colleagues, colleagues uh, in the kitchen. Uh, the fact is that if you love this game, if you love uh, the restaurant thing, um, you cannot, like, and if you see this, this thing in other people, and so I saw it in you and you saw it in me, uh, you can never, like, uh, under, understand what the other people is doing. Uh, so if you are, if you have a Michelin star restaurant, you cannot think that what I do is, uh, lower than what you're doing. I think they you say real, real recognize real, right? And I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just let your word yeah. speak for yourself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. I, uh, some of, some of my best friends are, uh, are chefs from, very, very well-known and good restaurants in Italy. And we, uh, we have never had the, we, we, we never need to, need to uh, give explanation of what we do. Right. We, we just are, are who we are and we do things in our way. And so if you respect that, that's enough for me. Well, I mean, something that I'll, I'll try to be better at. I think there's, um, it's because also, but, um, I don't know if you have that in Italy, but for example, burgers. Let's if we talk about burgers, for example, it's been done yeah. so terribly for so long because people that have no yeah. vision just wanted to make a quick buck, right? They were doing terrible burgers, but because burgers were hot sure. and they were hype, everybody uh -huh. was opening burger places, but they were serving shit. And and I think that for us also, because we get because we serve in the morning and we do we do have pancakes on the menu among other stuff, um, people do categorize us instantly as being a brunch place, but brunch has been so bad for so long. And I, I just, part of me, because I care so much, and this, in the same way that you were saying, I'm so passionate about what we do. It hurts my feelings yeah. to think that people would compare us or, or classify us or um, you know, somehow think that we're the same as those places that serve bad food. And I think burgers is as brunch Uh, even the words pains me, but um, I, it's been done so poorly, and so I, I would. I'm just. I'm always afraid. I'm like, hey, yeah, I have a, I have a breakfast, brunch. I don't even know what to call it. A restaurant, and so I'm. I'm just. I see people making that connection in their brain. Brunch equals shit. Burgers equals shit. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not that burger place. We're not that breakfast place. We're the good kind. You know. Yeah. But um, maybe I'm overthinking it, and I'm. I just. I just put thoughts in people's head that are not even there to begin with you know I don't know if uh, at the end of the day I think that what's really important is not what I do but how I do it right so uh, I do it in the best possible way I do it with uh, all the passion that I have I do it uh, with young passionate guys that uh, dedicated their most of their day to the cause and so I think that that's it Yeah. If you you don't have to lose your time thinking about other businesses and uh, and trying to uh, give your business like a, 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 a value watching other business. Yeah. Uh, I only watch. Uh, I only. Uh, I'm only interested in giving value to my business. Yeah. And think, that's yeah, the I'm, only thing I think all day long. Yeah, I think it's. I'm, I'm, What you're saying makes me think of something else that I read one day from some guys who had a restaurant. And I, it just always stuck with me. You know, when 
it's not a race. No one, no one's trying to win a race. It's not about speed. It's not about finishing first. But if you want to think about that image for a minute, about what you're saying is that really good athletes, people that run really fast, they don't look yep. on their left or they don't look on their right. You know, they just go, 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 right? And they just think about their perfect movement and their perfect pace. And um, what I'm trying to say is that by looking left and right, you all, all you're going to do is lose even though there's no real winning and losing but it's inefficient it's unhealthy and i think i'm also saddened by that i feel like now everything that's open opening you know it's 2021 now i, I feel like you and i open in a very different time 2013 we're not old yeah. we're not old school we're not there yet but still i feel like in a little bit under 10 years there's been a bit of a change in the reason why people open places and And I, f I see a lot of copy-pasting. I see a lot of cookie-cutter places opening. I see people with no passion, no drive, and looking a lot on their left and right. And I, going back to real, recognize is real, I think that you and I are talking today because I saw what you were doing, and we started chatting, and instantly I was like, this is not just another burger place. And um, yeah, it's yeah, interesting yeah. to think what 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 unlocks that when do you achieve that and you people see instantly that you're not just another burger place you know and i'm loop, looping back and going back to what we were saying is that be, because you you gave yourself the time to tell that story and, and to make that brand stronger um you're able to tell the world instead of just telling your community or the people from your city that you were just more than than really good burgers i think that's uh there's something to to take from that yeah Uh, well, when we started in 2014, uh, I, uh, I always, uh, I was always thinking to what was my goal with that? What was my, uh, uh, where, where was I going? Yeah. And I kept on saying everyone that my goal was to be, uh, uh Verona's favorite burger joint. <laughs> uh, so the, not Italy is not the word, but Verona. Yeah. Uh, as in uh, the place uh, 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 that you think uh, when you uh, strive for burgers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the place that uh, comes to your mind first. Uh, in Italy, this always comes with pizzeria, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone has a has a favorite pizza place. Uh, but I, in a in a in a very traditional city like it's Verona. Uh, it was like something uh, that I was never, uh, I don't know, uh, it, it, it's some kind of dream that we, uh, we were able to, to uh, give uh, this place uh, a, a, great, uh, a great reputation in a city that is very, as I was saying, traditional, uh, also in the, in, the food, uh, in the food scene. Is there any... Uh, uh, I was going to say, is there any other burger places in Verona? Because... Um You know, it sounds like it'd be hard to, I don't know how big Verona is, but I feel like you guys are taking a lot of space, you know, uh, mind space. And so is there anyone else doing burgers? What's your relationship with other people doing burgers? Because you mentioned the Burger uh, Lovers Club. So you've got this sense of community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds to me like you and I have the same, we're pretty uh, caring people and we, we come with good vibes, you know. So uh, what's, what's your relationship with other burger places? And is there any other places in Verona doing burgers? Uh, we got uh, a huge, uh, a huge. Uh, uh, I call it the, the burger wave in 2015. Uh, 
there were burger joints opening like uh, every other every other street. Oh yeah. Uh, but then they yeah then they uh, some of them closed, some of them changed. Uh, but right now I think there are uh, uh, three or four burger joints. Yeah. Uh, but they're not like uh, uh, they're not trying to do what we are trying to do. Right. Uh, they they're there and they're cooking burgers. Uh, bad or good, I don't I don't mind. Uh, we our our goal was to be in the art of the of the people that live in Verona. Right. In Italy. Your goal was bigger. Uh, and so yeah yeah yeah. Our goal was bigger. My my idea was different maybe. Uh, because I didn't start this thing uh, just for business, yeah. but I started because I had something that I wanted people to know. I had something that I want people to understand, and I wanted to uh, to tell a story, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that, that's a, on the money. I think you, a, yeah, you touched something essential. I think telling a story yeah, yeah. I and mean, that, you, you can't undermine the, the importance of the narrative and wanting to tell yeah. a story it's it's everything uh, yeah and that thing uh, I I I, uh, I did that when I was a photographer I did it with pictures and a little with videos when I when I worked uh, as a video maker and I I wanted to tell a story by writing and so I did the book but at the end of the day my 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 real goal is to tell a story through food, yeah. through hospitality. And so that is my everyday work, to keep on uh, writing chapters of this book yeah. and making every chapter interesting, making every chapter uh, valuable, and not on, not just writing things on, on paper. And this goal, is, I think it's the other, because uh, telling a true story uh, for telling a true story, you need to have true things happening, and you have to, to do something that is real. Uh, if you don't have real things, uh, you will not be able to to tell something that is uh, valuable. I think. Yeah, and, so true. Uh, and so, and so I think that this story, uh, at some point, I don't know when exactly, uh, started to be uh, to uh, to be part of the history of the city. So as you were saying, we are not old school, but I feel that we are getting there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, I think it's a humble pursuit. Like, you know, the, the idea of yeah. becoming an institution. And I, what I like about that is it's not something that you can buy. It's not something that you can ask for. It's not something that followers will give you or influencers becoming an institution, people's heart, as you were saying, you know, is something that just takes years, you know, and then those, you can't, you can't buy that time. Time will just do its yeah. own work. So, and also, I'm sorry. No, go for it, please. Uh, and, and and also we had so many occasions of doing franchise of us because at, yeah. at some point we were well, we were well known and everyone from every city of Italy asked us for, or to open a franchise and, and to, uh, to to spread uh, the name the bank's name every in every city and to do something that was uh, as they were saying real business to make real money. Yeah. But I think that there's something that that is not really correct. And uh, as one of my like the, the one of the the best the best people that I, I I usually follow like I don't know him of course, which is the founder of Keith. Uh, is running five. Uh, uh, Keith also is like a, a, a huge streetwear brand that opened ten years ago in Queens. 
okay. uh, New York, and now and now as another venue in Paris. In Paris. Oh. Okay. And uh, yeah, and he is like one of the most inspiring men ever. And he said about about his, his brand, something are just done meant to scale. Yeah. And that's that's one of the best quotes ever because it's the best. He, he always says, "Let your world talk," and some things are not meant to scale. Which means that oh. uh, yeah, that sometimes you don't. Sometimes business is a matter of heart and not money. But you have to be. Uh, and but if you build it. Uh, uh, truly, with uh, good things, uh, you can be able to, of course, uh, uh, be as uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, it's something between uh, free and uh, and okay with your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's, I, a, it's so interesting. That was. I'm so glad you you share that quote because we always get pressure as well, gentle pressure. We're like, you know, Paris is a big city, and there's definitely some. Yeah pockets where like another holy belly would make sense another holy belly would work but um on on a like as, as you were saying on a very bus- if if i was business minded there would be 10 you know but i don't have that yeah, business mind yeah. i don't want that business mind and also people ask us all the time so you have the two now and also they're very different it's not like number one number two they're very different restaurants but um the question always pops what are you going to do next do you want to open another one are you opening one in the 12th and one in the 18th and I was, you know, I was like, no, we good, you know, and people are like, oh, okay. Like, how come you don't want to do more? You know, we had, um, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, we were getting offers all the time for like cool places, you know, like New York or London or, and, and yeah. part of me was like, part of me was like excited. I was like, yeah, maybe that'd be cool. But then how do you live that life? Of, and if you care also to a point where, you know, almost every plate matters, how can you be up? Oh, we lost Jack. And now music. Wow. <laughs> the live. Amazing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Jack back. I have no idea where this music's coming from. <laughs> Incredible. Hey, we lost you, man. I don't know what happened there. It's cool. It's cool. I really cool. don't know what happened. I think the phone was like, enough, guys. You guys talked enough. Um, it's It's been an hour <laughs> plus, so we're going to wrap it up. I just want to finish talking about this because I'm so glad you talked about it. Scaling is not always a goal. Scaling is not always the way to go. And maybe just one shop is... And that's actually... I didn't prep any questions, but this was actually one of the few questions that I got for you because it seems like you just have the one buns. And I was wondering yeah. what your thoughts were on opening others... Why are you not opening others? This is very interesting to me because I don't want to open any other holy belly. It's not something that I want to do. And yeah, I just want to talk to you about that. Uh, well, the thing is that, uh, yeah, uh, looking at uh, also holy belly, like Instagram page and everything. Uh, uh, one of the, the, the things that I always love is uh, it's, uh, it's good because, because we care. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we need to to get tattooed on our skin because <laughs> it, it, it it's something so true, so meaningful for for the restaurant thing, for the yeah. restaurant business. Yeah, uh, it, it's something that uh, everyone should uh, learn a lot. Yeah. But what I was what what I was saying is that uh, we had the chance to do more than one bus. We had the chance to do a hundred. We had the chance to do three, four, five, six. In the ma- major cities of Italy, in Milan, in Rome, in, in Turin, in Venice. But the thing is that I think that there's a really, really, really uh, important problem in our business, which is greed. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, a lot of things um, enter this business only with the purpose to make money. Of course. And the result is always the same. Bad food. Bad food. Uh, bad, bad place to work. Bad experience. Uh, really, really, really bad uh, wages. Wages. Yeah, wages. Terrible. They optimize. Yeah, yeah. They, they try to cut costs everywhere, so they yeah. spend less money and, on produce, so, less money on staff wages. And of course, how can you provide a good experience if your staff is miserable yeah. and your food sucks? And so, and so, a few years ago, I took the, <laughs> the decision that uh, Bans would be only in Verona, and so uh, that made me free <laughs> for yes. a lot of so of, cool. of, of, bad, of, of bad thoughts, bad stuff. And the fact is that people come from all over Italy, come from Europe, come from everywhere to the year, and that's the best thing that yeah. could possibly happen to me. It's a destination. It's like us, you know. I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I love it, you know. And with COVID, obviously that stopped for a bit, and I, I, I was sad. And um, and also there was a misconception about our business is that people thought it was a business for tourists. Where actually, it was, it's, and and that comes with all that bad luggage. You know, tourist places are usually terrible. But because we're seeing yeah. people, you know, lining up, or the restaurant being full of different languages and people talking in English and German and and whatnot, and they thought, oh, this is a this is a restaurant for tourists, and 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 not mean, not meaning that in a nice way. Uh, but for me, I always saw it as like a huge huge um uh, achievement that you know our little restaurant in we're not in a fancy area of paris and that place was so magnetic it was attracting people from all over and uh i think you really had to be french to put a bad twist on that because it's it's really the best thing and when you start becoming that destination that people crave and and but then and i don't know if you have that feeling also and maybe that's something we can finish on it creates it creates huge expectations and so maybe what you wanted to when you started buns obviously you had huge expectations for yourself and it was always going to be great and good but at the end of the day it is a, it is just and i mean that in the best way possible it is just a really really good burger and i'm wondering yeah. if that's something that you found as well for us our goal was simple just really really good food from nine in the morning until 4 p.m. with a good service. But then with people lining up and people coming from all over, it also created expectations that were not even, it's not something that we wanted to do. So I think, I don't believe that we ever disappointed, but I think it's something that you have to be careful with because when you reach that status, and especially when you just have the one location, you become that kind of mecca. People come yeah. and they expect crazy stuff you know like rainbows and magic and it's what you're offering is what you always offered is just a really solid meal so how do you manage expectations in your customers that's uh, 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 a huge thing to talk about because uh, it's something that we talk a lot like in the few day, in, in the last few days because we had some bad experience because uh, the The, the volume of people, the, the, the amount of people coming in in the last summer was really uh, gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something, something that uh, we weren't expecting. Yeah. And so, of course, uh, when it comes to the weekend, which is the, 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 the worst, <laughs> the, the worst uh, time of the week to come to a restaurant because it's uh, uh, always full, always, always a line out there of 30, 40 people waiting to, to eat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, everything has to be uh, to be uh, thought a lot because 
there are people waiting like uh, an hour to eat and then yeah. they sit, they order and then they have to wait for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, we are constantly talking about that and how to, uh, to, to arrive at a point where people don't have to wait that much, yeah. uh, where people can still enjoy a night year. Uh, even if it's Saturday and if you had 200 people uh, coming to eat our burgers and there's, deli- and there's the, the, the delivery and the takeaways and everything. So uh, we try to give everyone the same amount of time, amount of, uh, of, of, of presence of our stuff. So, uh, but it's not always, uh, <laughs> we don't always succeed, unfortunately. Yeah, it's fine. And those, yeah, yeah, every minute uh, that those people spend waiting, they become a bit more hungry and angry and yeah, tired. And yeah, so yeah. the way they approach, like, let's say I walk in and you serve me right away. It's going to be the best burger. Start, <laughs> I want to love it, yeah, you know, we, but let's say I wait an hour for it and then I get to it. I'm cranky, you know, and I'm going to be more critical about the burger. I was like, well, was this worth an hour of my time, you know? So, yeah, waiting uh, is terrible. It's, it's a, for, as a business, it's a headache, you know, because I know, I know. It, it shows that people crave your food and obviously you manage to get to that point where like too many people want to eat what you're offering which is great but b you know people often tells me like oh you guys have a line and you know blah 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 and i don't it's it's not a good thing you know it creates more problems than it that it you know it's, yeah, it's not yeah. a good thing it's it's a problem you know people waiting is not in a fact, good thing in fact from the last weekend we stopped the deliveries uh and and focused on people sitting sit here so we don't have that much delay and it kind of works, but we need to do something more. Yeah. But the thing is that uh, when people is waiting in line, uh, in their head, uh, the image that they have uh, of your restaurant, of your business, it slowly shifts from uh, this is the place where I want to be to uh, these are the people that I want to see work, to this is the burger that I want to eat. And this starts shifting to... A really dark place where yeah. they just want they just want to eat and go home, and that's the worst thing that could happen to you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what we're trying to do is uh, slowly uh, uh, sh- sh- shortening the time that the of the of the line, but it's, it's difficult. So we are uh, we we just uh, put a lot of money in renovating the kitchen again, okay, yeah. and in uh, <laughs> and renovating the the, uh, uh, the house really <laughs> and to. Uh, develop a, a new way to to be faster, to be, and that's money. And that's a lot yeah, of money yeah. that goes in again, again, again. And again, business. always reinvesting. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the smartest yeah, way to spend always, your money. Always, always reinvesting. And people don't understand that, I think, no. uh, because they, they they think that who works in our business keeps on putting uh, money in, in, the, in the bank account. The, the, the fact is that this is, I think, one of the the the, the the greatest business where you keep on keep on reinvesting every year you you need to buy new things you need to buy a, a new dishwasher of a course. new fridge a new and yeah, also, I think and, it's, and, it's it's funny because people don't realize that um, we almost had the opportunity. There was the shop right next to us uh, went under during COVID, and it was for for rent. So uh, we kind of went down that road. We just needed more space. But for it was a small business. It was thirty five square meter upstairs and thirty five downstairs. We didn't really need it, but we it's a little cramped at the moment, you know, so we're like, Oh, maybe we'll make another kitchen. And yeah. anyway, I'm not going to get too much into it, but it could have been good for us, but uh, the price was crazy. You know, people lost their mind. It went in auction and auction went nuts. So we, we pulled out, but 
it's funny because people, the few people I told this were like, oh, are you guys going to put more seats? Are you, are you, you know, because it's connected, right? And I was like, well, my yeah, kitchen yeah. is not going to get any bigger, you know? And people don't necessarily understand the 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 ratio or the fact that the size yeah, of your kitchen yeah it dictates how much covers you can do so people see it as like hey if you can sit 35 more people that's 35 times six rotation times you know so they just see the money aspect of it but the kitchen's not getting bigger so uh, it's interesting what you're saying about like renovating and redoing that kitchen we've been through three rounds of renovations ourselves until we got it right because we thought it was going to be one thing and then it got busier and busier and busier and we had to rethink our space and you have to remember that if you want to do something that's good it starts from the kitchen you know so in i feel like sure i mean it's a little frustrating that you always have to just lay out more cash for equipment yeah. and, and renovations but uh, it is the core of the business yeah it has to be yeah, done and going and going back to the thing that we started our conversation with, if you're working 13 hours and, and bringing plates and, or cooking, you yeah. cannot see those things. No. You cannot be able to understand what is happening. Yeah. And you cannot be able, and that's the main thing, to change it, to, to bring something new, to, to understand what is, what is changing. Or, or uh, and that's something new too, to go in other places and to understand yes. how... Your 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 colleagues your your colleagues are, are doing things yeah. better or, or worse, and to understand to learn to, and that's I think that that's really really bad. You 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 should have the time to understand what are the flaws and of your business and the courage also to not be there but to uh, to do something really. Uh, to do something to change the situation. Right? Of course. I think that was the, the biggest take from this, this episode, this podcast maybe with you is that. And I think by allowing yourself to be outside of a service doesn't mean that you're not being valuable to the business. You might actually be even more valuable by not being, you know, actively being part of service. So I think that's a big one. And I hope that people listening to this will walk away feeling a bit more free and and allowed almost to uh, rethink the way they're doing things. And um, I I think that Jack and I and many others, I think, uh, are the proof that, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you don't want to be there anymore. It doesn't mean that you're, um, you know, these are not interested in your business anymore. It just means that you're creating some time to make that business an even better business. And 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 I like sure. the fact that you talk about courage. It it does take courage. And and honestly, originally I thought it was the good noble thing to do to always be there. But now that I look back at it, it's lazy management and it's lazy. It's it's yeah. a lazy way to yeah. approach business. I think it takes a lot more courage and effort and strength to. Put, put out some business, some systems that allow you to create that time. So um, Absolutely. it's good to hear it from you too. I feel like we've talked a good amount. A it's lot. an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes. Lot. I know you're a busy man, <laughs> so I'm not going to keep you too long. I have to go back to the restaurant myself. I quickly went back to the apartment to record this, and then I'm going to go back. But uh, <laughs> Jack, honestly, man, this has been so good. Uh, a long time in the making, but uh, yeah, it really lived up to what I thought it was going to be. Well, again, sorry for my bad English. I know I haven't practiced it in years, and so I, I'm really sorry. But it was you kidding a, me? A, a real, great. <laughs> it was a, a real, real pleasure to be here. I but can't speak a single I, word of Italian, man. I've been to. I love Italy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I've, I go. Sarah and I always go, and like I, I feel so dumb because I don't speak a word. So like your English is perfect. And if one day I speak Italian the way you speak English, I will be super happy. <laughs> Well, and as I told you before, 
I can't wait to to you for you to Sarah and Lou to come here. I will love I would love to have you here in Verona and also to, for Sarah to make a real special burger for us. That would be great. Oh, dude, that would, that would be, be awesome. Great. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah. I would love that too. Yeah, sure. I would love it, man. Well, Jack, thank you so, so much, buddy. Um, is there anything you, you want to anything you want to finish the podcast with? Anything you want to talk about? Anything that I mean, this is this is also your time. So if there's something you want to share or talk about, this is now. Take well, it. Thanks everyone. Thanks to everyone who listened. And uh, as I always said to the burger lovers, to my community, if you need to uh, talk about something like in private, or uh, if you want to discuss something that we touch during this conversation with Nico in private with me, feel free to do it. Uh, you can find my Instagram like everywhere. It's Lance Verona or Jack Ballerini. Uh, I'm here to to help everyone who needs uh, a new, you know, a new voice to develop their business. But I'm not like uh, a professional. I just, <laughs> I'm just someone who I'm just someone who uh, made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot and loves to talk about business. Same here, man. Doors always open for people that want to do good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, Jack, man. Take it easy, buddy. I'm going to hang up the phone now, but uh, it's yeah, been great. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Ciao. Managed to use a little bit of Italian there. Hey, what's that? What? Where is this music coming from? Every time I hang up my phone, this crazy music kicks in. I have no idea. So I'm still very new with this equipment, as you can tell. Um, this was a really good talk with Jack. I'm so, so happy that uh, we made it happen um, I hope that you got some good, good information, good tips out of it. Uh, what a good guy, what a good guy. And, you know, I can really, I feel like we're really much in sync on, on many, many, many aspects of, of this business. So I hope you enjoy guys. This was really fun to record. Um, super happy to see also that this equipment's working really well. Obviously you can tell that he was on the phone. So the quality is a little compressed. Maybe I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask around for a less compressed, um, app to call people you know maybe whatsapp is better or maybe some other apps but yeah maybe i just used the the phone app from the iphone and uh, the sound was a little uh, the quality was a little off but hey you know learn something new every day this podcast is getting better every time that we do a new episode and by we i mean i this is a one-man operation and uh, i'm really enjoying learning uh, all of this stuff Thanks for listening, guys. It's been an hour and 25 minutes, so definitely took enough of your time today. Uh, if you have any questions, well, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, feel free to reach out, but don't, I've, don't, you know, we're just going to, uh, I'll be fine. You know, if you have questions, maybe send me a DM, but DMs, oh, they take time. They take a lot of time, but I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to check. I don't want to make promises that I can't keep, you know, but I'm like Jack. I like to help out. I like to uh, keep the door open. And if you have any questions, uh, do feel uh, like you can reach out. But yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to be a bit less, you know, optimistic about how much time I've got. Uh, I don't know. So recently I realized that there's only so many hours in a day. But hey, if we can do an episode once in a while, that oh, that's going to be a big win already. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to play the outro music on my uh, Rode Broadcaster Pro. And again, Definitely not sponsored by these guys, but what a sexy piece of equipment. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you some other time. You know, I'm going to try to do another one uh, in a week or so. And I have something cool coming also. 
but I have to see because that involves another person, what a member of my staff who wants to, you know, maybe do a podcast of his own, maybe as part of this podcast. So we'll see how serious he is about it. But if he's willing to go, this could be a really cool segment. Um, cool, guys. Take it easy. Thanks for listening and uh, indulging my blabbering. I have not changed, as you can see. Uh, see you next time, guys. Terrible outro. Terrible. That's not the music I want to play. Jesus. Okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again together. So this is the... Okay, here we go. Cool. And thank you for listening, guys. And catch you next time. Yeah, better. A little better. Bye.